We have a special treat this morning. Bishop, if you want to make your way on up here at the, the long walk around. We have our guest minister, Bishop Duku, here all the way from South Africa. He has quite a story, and, you know, I don't really want to share it for him. But uh, uh, just kind of in short, um, in Ghana, he was a king, royal, royalty, royal blood right here, okay? And, and so in that situation, basically, uh, long story short, he chose to leave his family and, and to leave everything that he had. He chose to submit himself, to go south, submit himself into a country where the racial tensions were extremely high. Have you guys... Um, heard of the apartheid in South Africa. Have you guys ever heard of this? One of the most extreme forms of racism and oppression that we've ever seen. Imagine the, the South uh, here in the 60s and 70s, but you multiply that by about five, and that's what they had here. They're all being gathered up to live in these, uh, basically these uh, little uh, concentration camp cities. And he left that, and he went into this country where he was viewed as less than human just for one reason, for the gospel. And so uh, he, he's a very special person. He's a powerful ministry. He's a great friend. Um, the people we bring here, we bring them here for one reason, okay? Because they bring something different, something unique. And so each minister we bring brings a, a unique piece of the kingdom and of God that, you know, I think that we all need to receive from. But the ones that I bring are not just different, okay? The biggest test for me is not gifting, it's character, right? I love to see the way that our ministers who travel the country, this guy, he's all over TV, travels the world. Uh, he'll be going to New York, going to uh, London. He'll be going to, uh, he's been to Israel. And then you're going, uh, what's next? Oh, oh Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, he, he does these great things, and there's some people who honor him. But when he comes into a place like this, I love to see the way he treats the people who are, if you would, at the bottom. We always talk about the kingdom, right? Those who are last shall be first, and he truly is a kingdom man. The way he treats the people that everyone else overlooks is what gives this man such quality, okay? So be open, receive what he has, let's pray for him. Father, we just pray for, uh, for Bishop this morning. We thank you, Lord, for what he brings, what he offers. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this man who has us in his heart. He's passionate about us and about this church. We thank you, Lord, for what he brings, and we fully receive in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Thank you, Thank you so much, so good to be here. Uh, let's put our hands together for our pastors. They're wonderful people. And can we put our hands together for the gift that brought us to us, two of them here, two of them here. It's an amazing church. So wonderful to have our pastors. Their parents are still here with us. And we have grandpa today. It's such a blessing. Come on, put your hands together for grandpa. Without him all, this would not have been possible. We want to say thank you. I had the privilege of having a breakfast with him. When I was here to spend a day with him, I drove from Little Rock to spend a day with him. And uh, Pastor Larry went and picked him up, and we had a wonderful time. At, is it, was it IHOP or what? I don't know. Waffle House? Yeah, we had a great time together. <laughs> it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so honored to be a friend to this great man. We, I came in yesterday a little early from Little Rock, and we have lunch, dinner together. I did not eat lunch. I drove. I uh, had so many things to do in the morning, so picked one of the cars in my friend's yard and drove here. 
And so it's so wonderful to be in Grace Church. You are wonderful people. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. I want to thank God for my friends and my family. Um, Pastor, Brother, Elder, Roy, and Nikki, they treat me so well. The pastor gave me a choice if I want to stay in the hotel or stay with them. I said, no, I'm going home. Uh, so it is so wonderful. They just take good care and I've thrown an invitation to them that if they will consider one time, I don't push them. If they will consider one time visiting me and we will take very good care of them as they have done also. So thank you, Roy and Nikki. You are such a blessing. This morning I want to speak on the subject, lose him and let him go. Lose him and let him go. We have a lot of challenges going on around the world today. There's death, destruction everywhere. Somebody puts a bomb around his waist and kills 50 people, 70 people at a time. We were in England. I took a group of 20 people from seven different nations two months ago, including our friend, common friend, uh, Apostle Ricky Musgrove, two months ago we were in London. And you could see the problems. It's fear. We went through the downtown together, the Buckingham Palace and the um, Big Bend area, and you see fear all over Europe. Thank God you are protecting your nation. Europe is in a big mess because of open borders. Anyone comes in and you don't know who to trust today. It's such a big problem. We need to be human, but Every one of us here, I don't think you allow somebody to come to your home without checking. If somebody's knocking on your door and you go in and open the door without knowing who is there and you open the door, you pulls a gun, it's not the person's fault, it's your fault. So you need to know who you allow in. There's death everywhere, there's problems everywhere, and uh, thank God for Jesus. The Bible says he came that we may have what? Life and life in what? Fullness. I don't like the version that says abundance. It doesn't explain it well. Life in full. The devil comes, and that's why we see the work of the enemy. I was watching Las Vegas, the Sin City, just a few months ago, where somebody hired a hotel on the 54th floor and trafficked guns in and then shot about 39 people dead one night. You can see death all around us. You can see destruction all around us. You can see confusion all around us. But I tell you, Jesus says, I came that they may have what? Life and life in what? In fullness. Not only here, but thereafter. And so I want to assure you this morning you have life in fullness. And that is why you need to build your relationship with the Lord. Without Christ, there's no life. Without Christ, there's no peace. You can see the confusion going on around the world everywhere. I took 10 people for the first time. I took them and gave them a, a tour in Israel. Just about the last, the second week in uh, October. And uh, we went to all the important places. And one of the places we went to is Bethlehem. And Americans are not safe when you go to the Arab world. The moment you speak, your accent sells you. We went there very early in the morning. We woke up early to go to Bethlehem because we want to come to Masada, go to the Dead Sea, the Qumran. And so what we did was 
When we got there, I didn't arrange where we have to take taxis to go there to the cave. And uh, it was confusion there that morning. I have to protect the people I went with. We are living in a world like that, but if God is for you, who can be against you? If God's hand is upon you, there will be no distraction. The Bible says you see a thousand here and how many here? Ten thousand here. But it will not come near your dwelling because you made the Lord your shelter. He is your bugler. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Somebody come on shout, God is a good God. Hallelujah. And turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, in Christ there's life in what? Fullness. You must understand that. Let's take a passage from John chapter 11. John chapter 11. About Lazarus. Lazarus was sick. And the sisters who are good friends to Jesus, Mary and Martha sent a message. But intentionally stay over for four days before showing up. And then when he told the disciples, let's finally go to visit uh, Lazarus, they said there's no need because the message came and you didn't take any heed. I'm here to announce to you, people may think you are dead. But I hear 2018, life is coming to you in Jesus' name. Life is coming to your finances. It's coming to your health. You will not die before your time. God is in control, somebody. You don't have to be afraid of what is going on. I'm saying that God is your life. And in him, there's life in fullness. So finally, they show up. And chapter 11, verse 39 says that when they came, Jesus told Martha, the friend, he said, take me to where he was buried. And he says, Lord, there's no need to do that. He's been buried for how many days? Four days. According to the Jewish culture, a person is not declared dead until after three days. If you don't know that. Nowadays, fridges and technology is killing many people because somebody falls in coma. And we rush him straight to the mortuary. And before we are aware, the person is there. According to the Jewish culture in the olden days, a person is not declared dead until after three days. So Jesus waited for four days. Somebody, you might be sitting here. He loved the, the tomb so much. Why did he decide to wait until the mind dies? Somebody, the Lord loves you so much as you're sitting here. But situation, your neighbors may be laughing at you. They think you are dead. There's no life. But I'm here to announce to you that this year God is in control and your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on, shout hallelujah, somebody. And say, God is in control of my life. Hallelujah. Now he shows up and he says, show me where he was buried. And the sister says there's no need to do that. By this time, he's thinking. I want you to know, number one, people might think when they look at your condition, you lost your job. You're not doing well in health. Your family is not doing very well. There are challenges. So your neighbors and friends. How many of you know in life, people look at challenges you're going through to name you, to brand you. They do that. Some will even laugh. In the black world, in Africa, a lot of people don't have work to do and they turn up to be gossip. Especially when you go to the rural areas, they know everybody. And people will stand for 20 minutes talking about somebody's problem. I don't know if the devil is going to pay them. It's the work of the devil. I don't know if he pays them for that. But they waste time to do that. Let me tell you something, saints. It doesn't matter the way people see you. Lazarus was buried for how many days? 
four days. So it doesn't matter how long people think you are dead. Whenever he shows up, there's life. And number two, you know what? The man was buried, not only buried, but a stone has been rolled. That is why when the ladies were going there on the garden tomb, that, that day they said, who is going to help us and roll the stone away? So somebody, you might be sitting here, and there's a stone rolled on your life. A big one. So it's difficult for you to move. Jesus, when he shows up, when the angels of God show up, you don't need anybody to help you. The stones, every stone that is put on your life is rolled away this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Since I say every stone, I don't know if somebody is receiving that, but I say every stone that is rolled on your life is being rolled off right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody lift your hands and say 2018. It's my year. Hallelujah. I like the topic, daydreaming. Is that right, pastor? For the next four weeks. I don't know what you are daydreaming. You know, when a young man sees a beautiful lady and he begins thinking of marriage and daydream, when you daydream about bigger things ahead of you, that is what you should do. And he says the anointing helps us. One of the songs that we sang, to do greater things. I enjoy the praise and worship. What a powerful team. So Jesus shows up. That was there four days. Stone is rolled. He's in the grave. I don't care what grave. No grave can hold you down. I say no grave. No valley will hold you down. In life, there are time, valley time, and mountain time. Hallelujah. God is going to raise you up in Jesus' name, somebody. And the last one, you know what? Jesus shows up. And then he told the ladies, the sister, will you please roll the stone away? And he said that. Let me tell you the sense. There's difference between hearing the voice of Jesus, responding to the voice, and the difference between getting loose. Most people, as Pastor Deron was saying, within two months, I've been to eight different nations. And I take groups. And I'm not talking from just one place. I flew 14 hours from where I live to London. And I have 20 people meeting me there, including Apostle Ricky. And then after that, did big meetings there. I flew to Turkey, Istanbul. From there, I went to Israel for another week, preached in churches in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. And then from there, we went to Palestine. And then I went back home just in October. And then within two weeks, I went back again to East Africa, to Kenya, Rwanda, and Tanzania. So I was home such about three weeks to spend Christmas, and I came here for the new year. And so I move around a lot. And one thing I see is in the church, I go to churches, I time 10,000 people, uh, just as a sitting. If you go to Oak Forest in uh, Chicago, I will have live TBN there. So I meet different people in the church, pastor, who uh, heard the voice. Every one of us here heard a voice. The Lord called us. That is why, like, Oh, he called the 12 apostles the same way. So that's why we left our homes this morning. We have received the call from Jesus. Lazarus is there, buried for four days. Jesus shows up. He called Lazarus. Lazarus came up, but so Lazarus was bound. And that's why many of us are still in the church and we are in bondage. But I assure you that 2018, every bondage is broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I say every curse is broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
Somebody say, I am free to go. Come on, say with me, I am free to what? Somebody, you are free to what? I am free to go in Jesus' name. Lazarus comes up, but Lazarus is bound. I don't know if you can help me. Do you have the scripture that you can throw it up for me? Can you help me and throw it up for me as we begin to see a revelation there? That is one thing that we need to know. God is a good God. He doesn't just give us new life by calling us from darkness to light. But when we come in, he sets us loose. He repairs our past. Everything that has gone wrong, he tries to put it back together again. John chapter, the gospel according to John chapter 11 and verse number 44. And we will see three things that happen. You can see that this man came out from the grave, from the tomb, but he's still in bondage. And I pray that this morning, every bondage in our lives, 2,000, you will start it afresh in Jesus' name. Are you working on that? John chapter 11 and verse number 44. You have it? And the dead man did what? Since my what happened to the dead man? But when he came out, what, what happened? Do you have another version? Is that the only version you have? Do you have another version? I like this one. <laughs> and he did what? The, the, the man who had died was what? The man who, was, who, had, who had died was what? Come on, lift your hands and say, every bondage is broken up my life in Jesus' name. There were three areas that is burned on this man. He came out. We come to church, but we come with garbage. We come to church, but we come with curses. We come to church, but we come with problems. And the Lord wants to set us free. The Bible says, for whosoever sets free is what? Free indeed. Come on, somebody say, I am free to go. Somebody, you are free to what? Oh, Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and thank the Lord this morning, wherever you are. Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord this morning. We are free to go in Jesus. Pastor, look at this powerful scripture here. The man came out what? Bound. Most of us are in the church. Let me tell you something. Without, without productivity, no matter who you are, you cannot enjoy life. Money makes the world go by. And that is why tomorrow... Those who are not retired. Is there anyone who is going to stay at home tomorrow? Anybody here who will stay at home tomorrow apart from grandpa here? Anyone going to stay at home tomorrow? We're going to go to work. Is that right? What do we need? Money. Because without money, it's a fact. Most of the time, we don't want to talk about that at church. Without money, life becomes miserable. And so the man came up. Most of us are in the church, but our hands are tied. And God wants to lose us, set us free. Come on, brother, take help me. We will come back to this. But let's go to the book of Deuteronomy and chapter number 28 and verse number 12. The fifth book in the Bible, Deuteronomy 28 and verse number 12. Let's see something there. And God is going to set us loose right now in Jesus' name. Pastor, if you are man by the sound desk, take my time. Then you will add five more minutes to me. <laughs> there we go. Hallelujah. Can we go up together and see something? The Lord will do what? The Lord will do what? 
Come on, somebody, lift your hands and let's make a declaration right now. Say, 2018, my God, somebody say who? My God is going to open his good treasure. And what is he going to do to you? He says he's going to do what? And give rain to your land in season. Come on, say, this is my season. Come on, somebody shout, this is my season. And what is he going to do? Bless the work of what? He's going to bless the work of what? That's why Paul says, a lazy hands must not eat. We need to understand that. Come on, what are you doing? Somebody, if you don't give God something to bless, he's going to bless the works of what? The works of what? Can we lift our hands and say, Lord, yes, our hands. Hallelujah. And Father, will you bless our hands right now, 2018? Let everything we touch be a blessing. I'm praying for somebody. Everything you touch will be a blessing in 2018. Hallelujah. Your business is going to grow. The anointing of God is going to come upon your business. And I say, somebody, your business will grow in Jesus' name. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord your hands and say, Lord. I heard your call. I've come out. I am in your church right now. But Lord, every bondage on my finances, on my job, and broken right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. And come on, somebody say, I am free to go in Jesus' name. When we decree, it's going to come to happen. And listen to what he says. So that you shall be what? When that happens, what is going to happen? Do you know that children of God, we are not supposed to borrow? Do you know that borrowing is a curse? How many of you know that borrowing is a curse? How many of you know that? It's not biblical. Because the Bible says, you shall not owe anyone anything except what? Love. In the book of Romans. And it says here that when God blesses your hands, you will be lenders to many nations, and you shall not borrow. So Lazarus came out. Some of us are in the church. You should have everything. That is why when we come, we are not even able to give to support the work of God because life is difficult. We have so many bond mortgages on our cars, on our homes, and everything to pay. But I'm here to announce that this year will be debt-free in Jesus' name. Somebody has said it's going to be a debt-free in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say, Lord. Give, give your hands to the Lord right now and say, Lord, bless my hands in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Whatever, we are not just speaking this. It can happen in Jesus' name. Take us back to, take us back to um, John and let's see the second place that was in bondage. John's gospel. Where we were, chapter 11 and verse number 44. And let's see the second place now. So, our hands are free, and God is going to bless us. The man came up with his hands what? Bound. He was in bondage. And where is the second place that was in bondage? And you know what the Bible talks about feet? He said, wherever the sole of your feet shall touch, I've given to you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say 2018. I am going to take new territories in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you wake up and walk around? Walk around and take new territories right now. Walk now like somebody who is a conqueror. Come on, walk. Let's wake up. With permission from the pastor, I allow you to do that. 
Come on, walk around and say, Lord, walk around and confess. I'm taking new territories in Jesus. Come on, walk. Walk as if you are taking. New territories are coming to you. Your children are going far. Your grandchildren are going far. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. It's coming in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody lift your hands and thank the Lord right now. Come on, lift your hands and thank the Lord right now. He said, wherever, Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 says, wherever the sole of your feet shall touch, I've given it to you. Hallelujah. Somebody, new businesses are coming in Jesus' name. I said, somebody, new profession is coming. Somebody, God is opening new doors. Hallelujah. I said, new doors are getting open. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's go ahead and worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray the Lord will direct your steps. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, 6, he says that in all your ways, thank you, saints, you might go ahead and have a seat. You see, I'm a good school teacher. I don't let you stand for a long time. <laughs> you know what the Bible says? He says that in how many of your ways, Proverbs 3, 5 says, in how many of our ways, in all of our ways, what are we supposed to do? We must what? acknowledge him. And what is he going to do? Direct what? He's going to direct what? Oh, come on. Somebody say, my God is going to lead me to the greener pastures. I say 2018 will be glorious in Jesus' mighty name. I say 2018 will be glorious in Jesus' name. Come on. Somebody say, my hands are loose. And come on. Somebody say, my feet is loose. I am taking new territories in Jesus' name. And look at the last one. Look at the last part. What is going to happen in the same passage? Chapter 11, verse number 44. And then what happened? Which other past was, 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 was in bondage? His face. His hands, his feet, and his face. And I am dwelling here. They are what? What basic organs and what basic things do we have in the face? Your eyes, your mouth, your nose, and your ears. You see that. So the man came up and what certain pastelary is for the church of Jesus Christ not to show as we are children of God. Any kingdom, the wealth of the kingdom is checked by the way the citizens live. And if you are part of the kingdom, we sang in one of the songs, you are supposed to live as a kingdom citizen. Your family, everything you do. I was sharing with pastor yesterday, my children are blessed. My first child, 26 years old, a CPA, working with Deloitte. My second one, I was here, we drove past in the law school. It's going to third year, 20 years old. And you know what? When I was in Kenya about six weeks ago, he called and said, Daddy, I got a scholarship, a full scholarship from a law firm in London, England to finish my LLB. And just about two weeks before I left, he said, Daddy, I've got another scholarship from Cape Town, from a big law firm. And they want me to choose one. The two firms will not allow me to use that. And I say, girl, I'm no longer a student. You decide what you want to do. Let me tell you something. God wants to bless you and bless your children. Your children will be blessed and your children's children will be blessed in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody lift your hands and receive that in Jesus' mighty name. 
We need to walk in the blessings of the Lord. See something right here. He says the man came up. And as I've said, you will never be in the church again and be broke in Jesus' name. You will never be in the church again and you go out borrowing. God is working on your life to get you to where? That you can do whatever. You can do missions. You can get a church growing. You imagine what the Muslims are doing, the Arab world. You know the problem with the Arab world? The Arab world have got money because of the oil. And that's why they're trying, they sponsor ISIS and do so many things. And the church of Jesus Christ, we are not advancing. By 2020, Islam will be the largest religion in the world. I don't know if I'm getting right. I think 2030 or so, if you study, if you do, you do proper studies and see what is going on. Now in Europe, Islam by 2020, that one I'm sure of, Islam will form 50% of the population in Europe. So you imagine, you can go and check up what is going on, the spread of Islam, and you see what I'm talking about. And you see, what do they live for? Because the religion was founded on murder. Muhammad killed somebody, running away, and he met the angel in the cave. And that is how they take delight. That is why somebody will put a bomb, and he says, when I kill people, I've got 18 virgins waiting for me in heaven. You don't know why they do that. It's insane. It's not a religion of life. It's a religion that destroys life. And we are Jesus came to give life. And you alive must preserve the life that he comes to give. Number one, we see in the face, we see eyes. And you know, most of us are alive in the church, but still we are blind. We don't know where we are going to. Where there's no vision, what happened to people? Come on, somebody put your hands on your eyes and say, 2018, a fresh vision is coming to me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody, I say, a fresh vision. Your eyes are open. Jesus is right here. As you build your relationship, you know what? All this happened, Pastor Anissa, all this happened, First Lady, because there was a relationship between Mary and Martha. If you don't have relationship with the Lord, many people died, but they didn't come back to life. When you drive to the Dead Sea, when you are driving to the Dead Sea, you go just like that. Before you reach the junction to Jericho, just on the side, you will see Bethany, the tomb of Lazarus. It's written right there. Beautiful place. The desert there is amazing. But you know what? It's so right there that people see this is a true story. It's not something that did not happen. Says, as I'm coming to a close, I want to challenge you this morning. That build a relationship, the more you build relationship. I grew up in the in the bush. I left university. Pastor Tom had been to my home in Ghana. I took him there. And we went to my hometown. We drove about two hours to the bush. I was 14 years before I slept under electricity. I left university. I've never seen an airplane before. But when I gave my life to the Lord, I now come here and take missionaries. I come to America to take missions around the world. I do two times last year. And like I'm telling you, it doesn't matter when you have a relationship with the Lord, the Lord will change wherever you are coming from. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your hands and say, vision is coming in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Where there's no vision, people what? Perish. And Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, 19, that I pray that your eyes, your spiritual eyes might be what? 
I pray it happens this morning in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says, no eye have what? Seen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And no ear have heard what the Lord has prepared for those who love him. Come on, somebody say, there's life in Jesus. There's life in who? And that is why we don't have to go anywhere. And then he goes on again in the face. Some of us, we don't hear the Lord. That is the danger. We are in the church, but our ears are closed. That is why we run into problems. How many of you don't know the Lord speaks all the time? Go to the book of Revelation and you see something. You know what the Bible says? To the churches in Laodicea, seven of them. You know how he ends any one of the books? All the books ends anyone who has what? Let him hear what the, church, the Lord is saying to what? God is speaking to the church right now. When we come here, we come to listen to him. We read his word and that is where, where, there's, where, where you, your spiritual ears are not open. When he made that statement, does it mean the people didn't have ears? Anyone who have what? Is there any human being without ear? So it means some of us are sitting here, but we don't have ears. Our ears are blocked. And that's why the Lord wants to open that for us. That we can hear greater things and mighty things coming. And the last one. Some of us, when we open our mouth, that's why your mouth is bound. You speak negative death over your life. And I'm here to speak. I don't hang around cheap people. When I say I don't hang cheap people, you know what I'm talking about? People who don't know their wealth. I am so expensive. I'm so great. But I walk in humility because the Bible says God resists the proud. He makes room for the humble. But I know who I am. So I'm a child of God. I'm saved. The Bible says I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am rich. I'm not poor. I am healed. I'm not sick. I have life. I will not die. That is the things you need to speak over your life, somebody. Hallelujah. Whenever you open your mouth, hallelujah. Somebody, when you open your mouth, what are you supposed to speak? I sat with my nephew here. He's my nephew, pastor, but we are colleagues now. You know why I say nephew? His father and I, we are from the same father but different mothers. We got ordained together and a short white man lying with a tall, lean African black man laying down together in Lesseau together. God's playing in the spirit for some time. And we woke up. So then when I call you, I call you pastor. But you see, when we are alone, say uncle. You understand that? Because dad is my brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and thank the Lord. How, how, who tells you you cannot have fun in the Lord? It's exciting. I've never had, I don't have a bad day. If you choose to, the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. And you decide to walk in that. And he says that our mouth, come on, lift your hands and say, Father, in 2018, I will see greater things in the Spirit. I will hear mighty things in my ears, Father. And Father, whenever I open my mouth, I will speak life. I will speak progress. I will speak prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and give the Lord thanks right now. Come on, lift your hands and give the Lord thanks right now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me ask for your permission. With all due humility, the Lord has been so gracious to me wherever I go. And I pray all the time when you pray, pray for me. The Lord will keep me clean and pure. I don't get corrupt with money. Don't get arrogant no matter where the Lord lifts me. 
my joy, like I told Apostle Ricky, he was with me in uh, did big meetings, white and black running together. If you like, you can go to Revive Yazoo, Yazoo City, 40 minutes drive, and you can see white and black. When I was there last week, Pastor, I was staying with the Roman Catholic father, anointed, born again. He pleaded with me. They booked a hotel to me. They, I did three nights last weekend for an Anglican church, Springfield. Amazing, speaking in tongues there, and they wanted me to stay in the hotel. He said, no, I won't let you stay in the hotel. Come stay with me. So I stay with the Roman Catholic father. He doesn't have a wife, and he cannot even cook for me. But I decided to stay by him. We had wonderful time together. I asked Apostle Ricky, come join me there. He was there with me. And asked Ricky after that, I said, Ricky, will you join me in England? And he got a chance to minister to a church of 23 different nations in Croydon, the most populous nation, Borough. And he says, Bishop, you told Pastor Tom, I've never just feel the presence of the Lord like he did. I love my pastor. I love my younger brother here, and I want to work together with him. The Lord's grace us, they were with me in, uh, in July. I came to spend a night, I drove by, and then the, the studio was changing. The first time he went there, he got an opportunity to, to preach for 25 minutes. And I'm doing, uh, I have people coming from London meeting me next week because the mayor of Chicago is giving me key to the city just next week, Wednesday. I've asked Pastor Tom is going to be there to support me. And uh, I've got people coming from London to be part of that, where we were, and uh, the people I took, 10 people I took to Israel are coming, some from Mississippi, just to be part of the interview. Will you please help me? This young man carries an anointing just like Joel Austin. You can see what is up. When I saw your driveway here, it's amazing what you've done. I thank God for grace. Chair. Can you put your hands together? God is doing something. And we thank God for the wombs that carry these two people here, doing amazing work. And I want, to, I want to be part of their lives and help them. So I want to plead with you. If once every six months I want to give him the offer, it's not going to be a Sunday. I promise you Sunday is coming back to church. But if you can release him, like I will be there Friday, anywhere I go. Like when I go to Jerusalem, I go to TBN. Wherever I go, Mississippi, I go to TBN. California, I go to TBN. So we were there together. They saw the manager. He's a special friend. Everything did it now. When we went there, it's about 10 to 15 million people. Now it covers the whole world. It's the second largest station outside the one, the headquarters in Santa Ana, California. And the Lord has graced me. We don't pay to go there. So if you will help me and say, we're going to put money aside every six months to send our pastors to come and join me at TBN. I'm here every January. I'll be coming back in June, July, just for him to see. Another way of, you know one thing, they go, I'm gone, I'm gone about two minutes late, I'm sorry, but look at this says, our goal is to do the mandate of the Lord, the greatest commission, to take the gospel where? To where? And you cannot stay in armor. You're doing missions. You support me to help me go around the world. You support my keys. You send people there. But another way you can help is to say, we'll put $10 every month. And then in June, he'll be able to come and join me just on the TV. He carries such an anointing. I released him when he came. I sat down and said, go preach. We'll do interviews together to show he can come with slots what the Lord is doing with this beautiful church. 
So I want, to, I want to plead with you if you can do that for me and send him to me in July. Don't let him come alone. Let him come with his precious wife. And then they can, you see, so much anointed. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands as I hand over to him right now. Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful church. Thank you for my dad that you will take time to come 90-something years to spend time with us this morning. What a blessing. Thank you for my brother. Without him, I would never have met this precious man, Pastor Devin and the wife, Nisa. Great people. Thank you for Grace Church, Father. It is going somewhere. It's going to, from here, touch the nations of the world. I prophesy and I speak. And I'm going to watch over and see this happen as I join hands together with my pastor, my pastors, Nisa, and the great husband, Father. Father, whatever we have spoken this morning, lose us and let us go in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You are loose to go in Jesus' name.